Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible. Today is day 90. We're reading Mark chapters 7 and 8 today. Your hosts are Dave Moore and Gary Liberati. This is the Daily Reader for Day 90. The Gospel of Mark chapters 7 and 8. Much of today's reading is wrapped up with challenges from the Pharisees. The Pharisees were a leading religious sect in first century Judaism. They were fastidious about keeping every aspect of the Jewish law and the traditions that had emerged over the past thousand years. When watching Jesus' interactions with them, keep in mind what Mark has already revealed. Remember the dinner that Jesus attended in chapter 2, where he dined with tax collectors and prostitutes. It was the Pharisees who raised questions about Jesus' propriety. Remember also Jesus' healing on the Sabbath in chapter 3, when Jesus sprung their own trap back on them. The Pharisees responded by holding counsel with the Herodians, seeking how to destroy him. This motivation hovers in the background as the Pharisees and Jesus intersect throughout today's reading. To begin with, some of the Pharisees are annoyed that Jesus' disciples do not hold to the Pharisees' standards of ritual purity. Pay attention to Jesus' piercing sermon, founded on the premise that there is nothing outside of a person that by going in can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. Jesus immediately heads north into the Gentile territory of Tyre and Sidon. Here, as well as later in the Decapolis, his reputation precedes him, and people of need seek him out. One of the most intriguing dialogues in this book occurs between Jesus and a Gentile woman who argues that even she has the right to believe. The emotional watershed of the gospel is created by three events at the end of chapter 8. In the first, a blind man requires a double touch to be fully healed. In the third, Jesus informs his disciples of his impending death. And between these is a question to Peter, Who do you say that I am? Imagine yourself in Peter's place, hearing this question for the first time, the eyes of Jesus looking straight into yours. Peter's answer is as direct as the question, but although technically accurate, his response is clouded, incomplete, like the blind man's first attempts at sight. Our verse for this week is John 3.19, and this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people loved the darkness rather than the light, because their works were evil. Mark chapters 7 and 8. Now let's read it. Chapter 7. Now when the Pharisees gathered to him with some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem, they saw that some of his disciples ate with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they wash their hands properly. According to the tradition of the elders, when they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash. There are many other traditions that they observe, such as the washing of cups and pots and copper vessels and dining couches. And the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, Why do your disciples not walk according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? And he said to them, Well did Isaiah prophesy of you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. You leave the commandment of God and hold to the tradition of men. And he said to them, You have a fine way of rejecting the commandment of God in order to establish your tradition. For Moses said, 
Honor your father and your mother, and whoever reviles father or mother must surely die. But you say, If a man tells his father or his mother, Whatever you would have gained from me is Corbin, that is given to God, then you no longer permit him to do anything for his father or mother. Thus making void the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and many such things you do. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him, but the things that come out of a person are what defile him. When he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, Then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him, since it enters not his heart, but his stomach, and is expelled? Thus he declared all foods clean. And he said, What comes out of a person is what defiles him. From, for from within, out of the heart of man, come evil thoughts, sexual morality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. And from there he arose and went away to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house and did not want anyone to know yet that he could not be hidden. But immediately a woman whose little daughter had an unclean spirit heard of him and came and fell down at his feet. Now the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. And he said to her, Let the children he fed first, for it is not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. But she answered him, Yes, Lord, yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. And he said to her, For this statement you may go your way, the demon has left your daughter. And she went home and found the child lying in bed and the demon gone. Then he returned from the region of Tyre and went through Sidon to the Sea of Galilee in the region of the Decapolis. And they brought to him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment. And they begged him to lay his hand on him. And taking him aside from the crowd privately, put his fingers into his ears, and after spitting, touched his tongue. Looking up to heaven, he sighed and said to him, Ephetha, that is, be open. And his ears were opened, his tongue was released, and he spoke plainly. And Jesus charged them to tell no one. But the more he charged them, the more zealously they proclaimed it. They were astonished beyond measure, saying, He has done all things well. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. Chapter 8 In those days, when again a great crowd had gathered, and they had nothing to eat, he called his disciples to him and said to them, I have compassion on the crowd, because they have been with me now three days, and have nothing to eat. If I send them away hungry to their homes, they will faint on the way, and some of them have come from far away. And his disciples answered him, How can one feed these people with bread here in this desolate place? And they asked them, How many loaves do you have? They said, Seven. And he directed the crowd to sit down on the ground. And he took the seven loaves, and having given thanks, he broke them and gave them to his disciples to set before the people, and they set them before the crowd. And they had a few small fish, and having blessed them, he said that these also should be set before them. They ate and were satisfied, and they took up the broken pieces left over seven baskets full. There were about four thousand people, and he sent them away, and immediately got into the boat with his disciples, went to the district of Dalmanutha. Pharisees came and began to argue with him, seeking from him, seeking from him a sign from heaven to test him. And he sighed deeply in his spirit and said, Why does this generation seek a sign? Truly I say to you, no sign will be given to this generation. And he left them, got into the boat again, and went to the other side. Now they had forgotten to bring bread. They had only one loaf with them in the boat. And he cautioned them, saying, 
Watch out. Beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and the leaven of Herod. They began discussing with one another the fact that they had no bread. And Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why are you discussing the fact that you have no bread? Do you not yet perceive or understand? Are your hearts hardened? Having eyes do you not see, and having ears do you not hear? And do you not remember? When I broke the five loaves for the five thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? They said to him, Twelve. And the seven for the four thousand, how many baskets full of broken pieces did you take up? And they said to him, Seven. And he said to them, Do you not yet understand? And they came to Bethsaida, and some people brought to him a blind man and begged him to touch him. And he took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. When he had spit on his eyes and laid his hands on him, he asked him, Do you see anything? And he looked up and said, I see people, but they look like trees walking. Then Jesus laid his hands on his eyes again, and he opened his eyes, and his sight was restored, and he saw everything clearly. And he sent him to his home, saying, Do not even enter the village. And Jesus went on with his disciples to the villages of Caesarea Philippi. And on the way, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that I am? And they told him, John the Baptist. And others say, Elijah. And others, one of the prophets. And he asked them, But who do you say that I am? Peter answered him, You are the Christ. And he strictly charged them to tell no one about him. And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things, and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes, and be killed, and after three days rise again. And he said this plainly. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, Get behind me, Satan. You are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. And calling the crowd to him with his disciples, he said to them, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake and the gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his soul? What can a man give in return for his soul? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Thank you for listening to You Can Read the Bible. 